0: All right, guys. Here we are. Last break of the day. It's been a good day. Uh, you know, wow. What a day! What a day! Yeah. day. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, condolences and and thoughts yeah. going out for the Mooney family, Paul Mooney family. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What a yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I want to say this in closing about it. You know, um, to Paul Mooney. Um, who I've known really practically my entire career. I met Paul early in New York at a Carolines uh, back in 90, 91, when I was doing the Apollo. He used to come through the Apollo late nights and uh, we used to go out and eat sometimes. Paul and I, Uh, knew each other because he was in a couple of writing rooms out in L.A., but I'm telling you to every comedian today who never met Paul Mooney, I just want to share something with you that you all owe him a debt of gratitude because Paul Mooney shaped a lot of who we are today. Paul Mooney was Def Jam before there was a Def Jam. Paul Mooney was the dude that went out there and said the unthinkable things in front of massive crowds, and he didn't care who it was. Paul Mooney wrote for the great Richard Pryor. Who amongst us today, including Eddie Murphy, in this whole line, don't have something to pay to Richard Pryor? Because Richard Pryor was the king of kings, man, when it comes to this thing called stand-up. I'm not asking. uh, This is a fact. I did this for years. I did this for a lot of years. I studied this thing. This was my entire life at one point. And I know who who in this business. And what I'm telling you today is the absolute truth. He was such a huge part of Richard Pryor. He was a huge part of Flip Wilson. He was a huge part. Of, of 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 Red Fox. Y'all, this dude touched everybody. I saw him at the Sands one night in Vegas. Uh, I went to see Red Fox for the first time. And I went backstage to meet the great Red Fox. I saw his acts at the Sands or the Dunes, one of them clubs he was performing at. And Paul Mooney was was in the uh, backstage. And we knew each other by the end because this was after the Apollo. I had, had a couple TV shows and it was just one of them moments, man, back there. But he was a huge part of a lot of people, man, and a lot of people that we looked up. Y'all, he had, had a lot to do with Flip Wilson, man. Yep. He had a lot to do with Flip Wilson. This dude touched a lot of the greats, cause he was that writer everybody wanted. Now Paul, because of how he was, he didn't really care about star fame. I don't really think, because he did so many things to rub people the other way. Mm-hmm. He would walk on stage to set that thing on fire. He was the most prolific but unapologetic comedian I've ever seen. The stuff that came out of his mouth, I could never, ever say. I just wasn't that daring, but he was. And he had decided that he wasn't going to ever make it to mainstream, and he was all right with that. But everybody that was great knew him. I mean, I could tell you some stories, man. When we did first Def Jam, Paul Mooney came up to Def Jam not to perform but just to hang out because he knew everybody. He knew the Rodney Winfields and the Ronaldo Rays, them old cats that was great to us. I'm telling you, man, this dude was about the business. His, his boys, the twins that loved their father, man, that talked about him everywhere he went. Them twins, man, relished the relationship with their dad. I didn't know all of his kids, but I knew them twins. But I'm gonna tell you something, man. Paul Mooney, he was about the business. He showed me a level of fearlessness that I just had never seen, man. I mean, never, ever seen. He said stuff Richard Pryor wouldn't say. That's hard to believe. But he said things Richard Pryor would not say, man. That dude would go up at the comedy store at night, night after night after night, and go up last. And his whole objective was to be pointed, to be prolific, to be unapologetic, and to clear the room. He said stuff, man, that was so... (laughs) I mean, he had to know in his heart of hearts, this is probably not the coolest thing to say to advance my career. But I'm not really sure Paul was interested in advancing his career because I think his career was what he knew it was. He was a great dude behind the scenes that relished in that moment. And when he went out in the front, man, he didn't need that. He just went out there and gave it to the people. If you never saw Paul Mooney, you missed one of the great acts. You missed one of the great dudes, man. And like I was telling the story earlier, we did an AHA Awards at the Hollywood Casino one time. I hosted a portion of the show, and I turned it over to Paul Mooney. A large section of the crowd was nothing but pastors and first ladies. Two minutes into the show, a pastor stood up with the front lady and said, this is totally inappropriate. Paul Mooney said, I haven't got to that part yet. (laughs) And he did not let him down. He hadn't even began the inappropriateness. And when it started, man, them preachers and them wives were screaming, laughing. I was watching this genius at work, man. Paul Mooney was really a genius, man. I'm not just saying it because he's passed. He was just that dude. Last time I saw Paul Mooney, I was walking across the street at Times Square. Oh, you ain't going to say nothing? Oh, you that famous? You got that much money now? (laughs) Hey, Paul, what's up? Give me a hug, (laughs) N-word. That's the last time I saw him. But I'm glad to say I saw him, and I hugged him in the middle of Times Square. Rest in peace, Paul Mooney. You'll be missed. You're one of the legends, boy. You're one of the great ones, man. You're one of the great ones. Thank you, brother. For for all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.